0: and pushes us around.
1: You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with
2: it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation
3: away from extinction.
0: You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your All-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry.
2: Good morning. This is Phil Stargell, and this is the Appalachian Roundtable of Michigan. And we want to say to all our flying fans out there, a happy Father's Day, and uh, all of you fathers out there, and get all the appreciation you can get because this is a day for us mm-hmm. and uh, i want to say that i just uh i just uh, in, in completing the thought i want to say that in my case my father uh that old saying that the older i got the smarter my father got <laughs> so i i just hope uh that uh, that 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 my grandchildren and my children and my great-grandchildren i'll have the opportunity to say that the older they got the smarter i got and then i would feel like i did a a complete job of of, of raising these kids but uh what do you think uh does that fit you uh the older you got did your father get smarter
4: (laughs) it sure did with me Good morning, Phil. Good morning. Happy Good. Father's Day, my friend. Happy Father's, Happy Father's Day. Day. You, yeah. To I, you course. also,
2: Derek, if you're a father, I don't know. I never asked.
4: No, I don't have any kids.
2: <laughs> ah, okay. Well, you've got, you got a great honor ahead of you. <laughs> no,
4: no kids that he knows of, Phil. <laughs> in that case, he and I are in the same boat. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember my dad... Uh, you know, he uh, born in uh, Maryland in 1913. Raised on a family farm, which we still have in the, in the family, and we and we uh, take uh, take advantage of uh, of, of that uh, that great location outside of Baltimore. Every you know, three to five years, uh, the yeah. families get together in that. Um, um. You Know he and he and my mom are married in 1938. Um, they had 50 wonderful years together. Uh, they've had their ups and downs, just like all married couples do, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, at least yeah. Nobody's perfect, but uh, he would uh, uh, he uh, and he and he and my mom raised uh, raised six of us, you know, and unleashed us on the world. <laughs> yeah, but he was a uh, he was really a, a, a good father, great provider, and that type of thing. Uh, and uh, you know, he was he was really great. He had some he had he had a way with words too. I can remember uh, getting some stuck, uh, help working on the family car on a Saturday afternoon, and when I you know back in college, and you know he'd send me downstairs to 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 find a tool, and you know I'd, after three or four tries I couldn't find it, even though it was probably staring me right in the face, you know, yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's right under your nose, right. And so finally, out of frustration, he'd come up. And he'd just go down to the basement. He'd come back holding that tool. Thirty seconds later, holding the exact tool he wanted, he shakes him. He says, "If this had teeth, it would jump off the shelf and bit you." <laughs> you know. So, but right. well, uh,
2: one question uh, that that, that I, I would ask you: What do you think your dad would uh, would do uh, in the situation like this? Because today's show is going to be uh, we're going to make mention. Of this this pandemic that we've gone through, uh-huh. and 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 we see that even though we went through a pandemic, mm-hmm. this in current administration seems heck bent on just making business as usual with China, yeah. right.
4: and and I, I I can't for the life of me. What 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 do you think your dad would say about this? Oh, I, I think my dad would be outraged at this because he was uh, even though he didn't serve in the armed forces during World War II, uh, other members of my family and I may have mentioned my uncle Bill uh, uh, a few weeks back uh, did serve and they served with distinction. Um, he was uh, one thing my dad my dad did not like was communists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he could not stand the communist chinese so i think he'd be outraged outraged uh, just as just as as, as much as as uh, i i want i hope to say most americans would be about this whole thing about you know not just the 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 the, uh, the virus that was and, and the, the and the evidence is coming out more and more that yeah this was produced in a lab in china and no matter how it got out it got out, whether it was by design or whether it was accidentally. Um, but he was—he was always also a, a very, uh, very uh, type of bi American mentality, even before that term became, uh, you know, became uh, you know, popular. Um, and uh, yeah, I well, think. you know, he, the, the one thing that he would he that was I, very upset. He would be very upset about what's going on.
2: The one thing that that I have noticed is that 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 generation your your father and my father that generation did not only dislike communists they actually detested them i mean yeah. they actually knew that they were a very very serious threat to this country mm-hmm. because of the fact that, that that they were always about communists have always been about not uh, uh the initial battle being one of confrontation but one of infiltration yeah and 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 that is where we are today they have infiltrated us we don't even know who is what anymore in this country right uh and we got laws and things like that to to uh, defend us help us fight communism
4: and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. and we uh, we we don't even use them I don't okay. understand it. And two of, the, two of the things, and you mentioned it before, the Communist Control Act, I believe yep. 1952, and I don't know if that's ever been repealed, but it might just be sitting there gathering dust in uh, somewhere in the corner of some uh, congressional office, and then also that, that clause in the 64th Civil Rights Act which says this does not apply to communist organizations.
2: Yes. How in the world can can we have rulings like uh, the, the uh, baseball ruling in Atlanta? Yeah, where where it specifically says that that there is a a, a, a you know a, a, a clause that says that you this doesn't apply, and this, this thing has has applied. I mean, and we're dealing with uh, with these people on several levels, and they are striking at us, and and we act as if there's nothing we can do about it. And so somebody's got to explain to me how this is is done like that. Uh, well, you listen, know we got uh, we got uh, Mill Harris on the phone. I want to I want to go to him because Mill is is is, is, is uh, right along with you and me on this here, and I'd like to get what he thinks real quick. Mill, what do you think about this communist uh, situation that we are facing in this country
5: today? Good mo- good morning, hey, Mil- Bill. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning America. What I think about it, Phil, is this. As I've said oftentimes, there has to be a reason why they don't call us communists. They call us every dastardly name they can think of, but they omit to call us communists because that's who they are. I mean, there's no mystery that Joe Biden can get along with Putin and, and the, the guy in China because they are all one and the same. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's how they operate. They're just trying to cover it up as they do with all things that they do. You know, I've said, told people this, that as with all things evil, facts and truth is meaningless, okay? And so uh, when it comes to this communism, you said it very well. They ease in, they sneak in, and they pretend that they're not. But the American Communist Party didn't join the Republicans or conservatives. They joined the Democrats, and you have to ask why. And so, at least I should say they affiliate with them. So, you know... It's nothing new when it comes to these people because they're evil. It's just like with this Juneteenth nonsense, okay? Uh, they come on with this nonsense that Juneteenth is another celebration of victory over slavery. But they never tell you who were the slave masters, who was the slave politicians, who was the slave party. And so as it says in Genesis, uh, I think it's 50 and 20, You know saying, And I just paraphrase what when it says that what you meant evil against me, God meant for good. The Democrats think that they can take this Juneteenth and turn it into just another what I call grievance and victimization day, where they can bash the United States, talk about how bad this country is and what this country hasn't done. So what I'm saying, rather than let them have this as a day of grievance, we should take it into a day of celebration and what I mean by that is this. I count up all the days that the Democrats used to bash this country Martin Luther yeah. King's birthday, Martin Luther King's assassination, the march across the Selma Bridge, Black History Month, Black Music Month, Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, Vote Kwanzaa. Now they throw it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now they're going to throw in Juneteenth. Now I know I missed some days in there, <laughs> but all of these days are not there to praise this country. It's there to, to, to condemn this country. So I'm saying to all patriots, and I said it before and I said it again, we, the people who are not afraid, need to take this day. And every time they bring up June 10th, we're going to bring up the accomplishments in this country and who was the party that freed the slaves. Abraham Lincoln was a, was a Republican. And, the, and they, they, they want you to think that, oh, Juneteenth, 1865, when the slaves were free. Well, that's a lie. The French phrase, the slaves was freed in 1863 when Lincoln gave the Emancipation Proclamation, I think it was around September 22nd, something like that, in 1862. And he said the next year people would be free. Well, Phil gave me some insight. Maybe Phil can expound on this. How come it took two years for the slaves in other parts of this country to find out that they had already been free? Because the Democrat Party held back and held these people slaves for cheap labor, as, as Phil told me, you know, and I believe him, saying, you know, and that's for right. other reasons that's nefarious that we may not even know about. But what I'm saying to you, Bruce, to you, Phil, yeah. to everybody, listen, let's not let these people turn this into a new day uh, event of grievance and, and victimization. We should yeah. use this day to expose the Democrats. We should be asking the question, who was the party of slavery? Who freed the slaves? What party freed the slaves? What party uh, passed the Civil, what, the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act? It wasn't the Democrats. You know, saying, you know, they vote, we should not be afraid to tell the truth and let these people know. As for me, I'm not celebrating no Juneteenth as no special date. I'm going to celebrate Juneteenth as a time to tell people how great this country is and how great uh, the Republican Party has been in freeing blacks such as myself from the, from the Democrat Party. So to yeah. you, Phil, to you uh, and your book, I keep talking about your book, Bruce, because it's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, well, I want people who well, hear me, don't let these people, Sheila Jackson Lee, she's in the party of slavery. How can you come out problems. and pretend that this is a great thing when you're right there with the party of slavery? Joe, China Joe Biden gave praise to, to uh, uh what's the name um uh the the, the Ku Klux Klan guy uh oh, oh Robert Byrd Robert Byrd you know what yeah. saying and and uh, George George Wallace and and, and all these people are affiliates of China Joe Biden and we're mm-hmm. gonna let these people get away with this revisionist history I say it's shame on us it's shame on us if we let these neo Democrat communists take this take this date, and turn it into, that's the day the slave was free. Well, what they want to do, they want to take away the glory from Abraham Lincoln. So Lincoln didn't free the slave. Well, who freed them? And what they should be doing is thanking the white people who fought and died, because it surely wasn't the Democrat Party who was fighting to kill them, I mean, to free them. They was fighting to keep them slaves. So we need to put take this day and turn it around on them and look at, in the Bible, uh, uh, Genesis 50 and 20 and it says what you meant evil against me God meant for good. We can turn this day into a day that they will be ashamed to even celebrate anymore because every time they bring it up we should have a panel of people to let people know who the slave party was who kept them in slavery who is keeping them in slavery today we should not let them get away with this hoax as they have done with this scamdemic. So I'm saying again We, the people who are not afraid in the United States, should never again let these people, these evil Democrats, because you can't expect evil people to do good. That's an oxymoron. They are evil, and evil people do evil. So what I want to tell people today, don't let this Juneteenth nonsense become an event that we go out there and bash this country again, because as for me, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. I'm not going to celebrate no Juneteenth as a grievance and victimization (laughs) day. I'm going to, if they pray, when they come up, I'm going to do everything I can to convince people, let's praise the people who fought and died to free the slaves and not the people who kept them in bondage, okay? So uh, I hope I've said something this morning to uh, enlighten people to say that don't be afraid, because being afraid, see, number one, fear is is a normal thing. That's in our DNA. That helped us to survive. But you can't be so afraid of fear that you're afraid to do anything to overcome it. So I'm saying this morning, God bless America, God bless the program, and people, take what I say in earnest. Don't let these evil people, these evildoers, the slave party, the slave masters, the slave offsprings, because today a lot of these people, if they were to go before a of a Pontius Pilate, and ask, who do you want, uh, Jesus or Barabbas, these people would say give us Barabbas, okay so I'm saying <laughs> to right, you all man. this morning uh, all right. bless you and I'll, and I'll talk to you later on,
4: take all care alright,
2: thanks so God bless much for your more. input right. and that,
5: that is the way
4: to start it off, that's right, God <laughs> bless and Godspeed, Mill. hey you know yeah. uh, M- Mill was absolutely right and that's where this uh, critical race theory nonsense uh, ties in you know we hear people like uh, 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 Eric, Michael Eric Dyson and Stacey Abrams and uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, and they all talk about uh, you know conservative Black Americans as being race traitors. Well, actually, they're projecting their race treason onto these fine people like uh, Candace Owens and uh, Carol Swain. Um, you know, Tom Sowell, Walter Williams, uh, uh, Alan West, uh, Tim Scott, and on and on and on. And, you know, the, and, and the thing about this critical race theory, again, we keep, I, keep, I keep seeing this stuff about, well, how this is a, a well-coordinated attack by, uh, you know, by, by white conservative males. Well, the fact of the matter is, and I had this list of folks that I read off, uh, some partial list of folks that I read off last week, and there were only two white people on this list of more than half a dozen. they are Charlie Kirk and Nicole Salas the rest of these folks are people of color uh, people who have different religious persuasions other than Christianity this is all this is an all encompassing movement phil of parents and, and and concerned american citizens who pay their so their school taxes and do not would be are, are mortified and terrified to see this kind of garbage being taught in these schools as fact so, yeah, uh, so like, like Milt says, we the people must not be afraid because fear, like he said, is natural. It's a motivating factor to help our survival, but it also is, can be a call to, to, to action, to alert you to something, uh, the, the danger of something greater than maybe an immediate fear to yourself. So, yeah, Milt, fantastic comment commentary, and uh, happy Father's Day to you, too, if it, if it applies. Yeah, uh, we got well, Joe on sales from Wyandotte, right?
2: Yes, yeah. Let's go to Joe and see where Joe is at on this fine Father's Day. Good morning,
1: Joe. Good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to uh, touch on points you all did already. One, the pandemic. I really want to believe that it accidentally escaped the lab, but I I can't convince myself to believe that because Fauci and so many others for so many years kept not warning a pandemic was coming. They were threatening and promising yeah. that a pandemic was coming. And it just so happened to conveniently come during a presidency that they wanted and needed to destroy. And then secondly, Nixon opening China. I hear people badmouthing Nixon about China now, blaming Nixon. Well, that's another um. Tenth millionth example of what was a good, solid, reasonable, logical policy at the time—a great idea—that then fascist, cre- greedy, rhino morons then decided to let get out of hand and take to a level that it should have never been allowed to and never was intended to do, and I want to say what milk only danced around and hinted at, uh, like the Civil Rights Act, Juneteenth now, the Civil Rights Act, remember when Johnson said, I'm going to have them end voting Democrat for the next hundred years because he signed the Republican Civil Rights Act, only because Johnson convinced enough Democrats to not filibuster the Civil Rights Act again like they had for decades when the Republicans were trying to pass it. So Johnson could co cooperate it for the Democrats, and Biden has now co-opted Juneteenth and the freeing of the slaves to try to rewrite history, again, like Milt was hinting at. This is a direct attempt to co-opt a day. A day that's really a Republican day. A Republican celebration and only came about because of Republicans and abolitionists. What this show is named after, the abolitionist roundtable. It is only because of Republicans Juneteenth is even possible. And I'm tired of Democrats because of stupid people not understanding history being able to cooperate things yes Joe you
2: are right on it this morning
1: he's on fire this morning, fire this morning. Fire. No, Nope, man. really got me fired up on that one that that was like a throwaway I wasn't even intending <laughs> i mentioning that because so you got me we, uh are, interested uh, in the pandemic on, uh, well, in I'm China and people, uh, but anyway well, all right boy, so brothers. take care here. God bless uh, talk to you later Okay, all right. So Thanks
2: so much, Joe. Stay tuned. Funny, now funny. keep listening because I'm going to offer up what a I consider as a solution. So, uh, Bruce, what do you think? Uh, uh, we've uh, we've had two people that I, I have identified the problem. It is the Democrat uh, idea of what they want for America, mm-hmm. and what they want for America is what all. Uh, dictators and all tyrants want for their country, like China, like Russia, like yeah. Nazi Germany. The Democrats would like to have full control, and they are doing everything they can to get it. Right. And what I say is that we should tell Joe Biden to take a hike. Yeah. You know, for him to close down the wall to keep. Illegal trespasses out of our country, and illegal fentanyl, and illegal trafficking of children from down below the border, and, and other parts uh, of the world.
4: So and from my, other parts of the world too, Phil. Yeah, forget in other. Yeah, exactly right. And they're all coming out, and it's all being concentrated at the southern border because they know it's open. Yeah. You know, they have. You may as well hang a sign on the uh, on one of these unfinished uh, sections of the wall. Come on in. Uh, we had a open for business. We had eighty thousand <laughs> illegal border crossings last yeah. month alone. One hundred seventy-eight thousand yeah. the month before, and one hundred seventy-five thousand the month before. That that Phil, If that keeps up for a year, you're talking about a good-sized American city. Yeah. Right. Well, look population-wise.
2: You know the statistics that I don't know if uh, how many people out there know that, but when uh, Ronald Reagan signed the amnesty amnesty bill, it was for three million people eventually because it was originally set for two million illegals. There were at that time ten million known and legal hispanics or whatever from um uh, the uh, that uh Eisenhower had purged out of the country and 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 there were 10 million left mm-hmm. two million came across the border and they said that that was a crisis yeah and, oh uh, we got uh the, the music uh we're gonna have to take I, a break I and know, i'm gonna finish so this when i get yeah. back because i think it's a very important thing that we know
3: Folks, uh, we're,
2: we're, stay tuned. Those on the uh, phone, stay tuned where you are. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargill and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600.
6: Hello, I am Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. Civil human behavior, the ultimate controller of inanimate objects, guns, and weapons. On Friday, July 20, 2012, James Holmes entered a theater in Aurora, Colorado, and randomly killed 12 people and wounded many more. In less than 24 hours, anti-constitutional leftists emerged from their cesspools and neo democratic communists crawled and slithered out of their swamp to implement Democrat comrade Rahm Emanuel's declaration to never let a good opportunity go to waste. To anti-constitutional radicals, the atrocities in Aurora could have been prevented with gun control. Not once did they blame the gun-activator James Holmes. Nor was blame assigned to the barrage of class envy-hate speeches proliferated by President Obama and his comrades as possible cause of effect and factors. More homicides are committed by weapons other than handguns, shotguns, and rifles. Each year, hundreds of Americans are killed with an assortment of objects, baseball bats, feet and fists, hammers, incendiary liquids, Knives, motor vehicles, and poison, just to name a few. On 11 September 2001, thousands of people in New York City World Trade Centers were killed without guns. And in Waco, Texas, under tyrannical Democrat Attorney General Janet Reno, children and adults were killed by fire, gas, and smoke, not guns. If evil, inanimate guns are responsible for violence, why do Congress members have guns? Why did the police who rushed to the Aurora Theater have guns? Why do the Secret Service who provide security for White House interloper, China Joe Biden, have guns? During the reign of President Ali Obama, Marxist Attorney General Eric Holder, under Operation Fast and Furious, sent evil guns to Mexico. Every day, American children are indoctrinated by fictional characters as portrayed on Sesame Street and other cartoon shows, where alligators, bears, birds, coyotes, dogs, rabbits, snakes, and worms interact with each other. Neo-Democrat communists, using similar indoctrinations, are trying to convince people that inanimate guns like fictional cartoon characters, can independently interact and assault, wound, and kill people. Only irredeemable lunatics believe such nonsense. But truth is meaningless to totalitarians, and neo-democrat communists are totalitarians. And in order to control people, they must disarm or restrict their ability to protect themselves. That is why the Second Amendment's constitutional right to keep and bear arms is an impediment to their revolution. But, to we the people, the Second Amendment is essential to the defense of the United States and our liberties. Statistics show that more people have been saved from hurt, harm, and death by having a defensive, protective weapon at their disposal. Therefore, we the people must reject and never surrender to the delusion that eliminated inanimate guns will stop evildoers from killing. Because civil human behavior is the ultimate controller of inanimate objects, guns, and weapons. I am Milt, logically speaking, uncensored, saying, think about it. And
2: thanks a lot to Milt again for another great uh, commentary. Where I was at before was uh, I was talking about the fact that Ronald Reagan passed amnesty for 2 million people. There were 10 million um, Hispanics in the country legally, and 2 million were illegal and held over uh after uh that that came in after of uh, the the purge that eisenhower was called a racist for because he had uh sent quite a few of uh, people back across the border in in his term. but um this is in 1986 86 86 when this happened that the amnesty for, actually what happened was it was for two million, but it actually turned out to be three million.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: In the last census, there were 50 million Hispanics in the country. That we know and, of. That, that we know of, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh that went from 10 million legal people to 10 million legal. I mean, to 50 million in uh, 2010. 2020, it um, it uh, the numbers were. Excuse me. In 2010, the uh, the official official uh, was. Um, or 30 uh 30 something million, 40, 40 something million. But in the in the 2020, it was 50 million uh legal. And uh, but here's the bad thing. Through the efforts of the Democrat Party, the population of black Americans in, in 1986 when their amnesty was given was 32 million. Yeah. In 12 million Hispanics. In 2010, that number was 38 million. We only went from 32, 32. million to 38 million. Yeah. And, and, and uh, the Hispanic population almost uh, doubled ours. This is uh, unacceptable. It should be unacceptable to anybody. And we went from being the number one minority in america to the number two minority american uh in america and then you notice that uh, there was a change it was it the emphasis went from black america to black and brown america yeah because uh you know of the numbers and that means that we were relegated to irrelevancy and the only way we could make up that irrelevancy was to show more loyalty to the Democrat Party because uh, by by all means, it, it was the dem, the Democrats that looked out for Black America, and it was the Republicans yeah. that uh, did all of the dirt and all of the racism and all yeah. of the, even slavery. So I, I say this to everybody out there, if you are pro-life and you are a Republican, you better start at the Democrats right now, because they are making it possible to show to blame you for the genocide that's coming uh, that's going to be recognized as being genocide against the black populace of this country, because our numbers are not reproducing, and we are not uh, increasing our numbers. we are declining as a population in this country. And and the Democrats are going to find a way to to blame the Republicans for it. You watch what I tell you. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a, a lesson I want to pass on to the people. And if you care about uh, your your reputation, I don't know how you could, but I would not allow anybody to call me a racist. Right. Because. Well, that you
4: know, is, so when, when you were talking about and great, and one of the great points you made was, you know, how the how the, uh, the the Democrats, you know, position themselves, they posture and print and preen and uh, you know talk about uh, what we, what they, all the great things they've done for for the black demographic over the years. Well, Jason Riley wrote a book about their about their uh, their, their great concern for the black population. It's it's, it's titled "Please Stop Helping Us." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that book is still available you can get it apparently on all uh, on all the uh all the uh online uh booksellers and that and see jason yeah. Riley is another guy who would be who would be irate you know probably to the point of just you know utter utter you know in, in, infuriation if you want to call it that at what's yeah. going on with with this critical race theory nonsense um
2: and he uh, let, uh, course, uh, know, before we go on any further, let, let us get to the phone because we are, you know I've uh I let my clock get away from me again. Uh, uh but we uh, I want <laughs> yeah, go uh, to go Yeah, i want to go to Clifton from Sault Ste. Marie. Uh good morning, Clifton. Morning, Clifton. Hey, what's, hey, what's going on, y'all? Okay. I uh was looking all right? forward to your call. hoping you would call last week, but uh I see you got in. Uh, listen. Yeah, uh, it's been, uh, a, yeah, you, it's been uh, a couple weeks. The last time you called, and you said that uh, you thought that uh, that there was a little bit too much bl- blaming on one side or the other. Uh, you still feel that way, huh?
7: Um, what I can now say is that the language changes when um, when certain subjects are talked about. So, um, but that's. That's a different thing, you know. what I'm saying, like, we can we can go through that if y'all want, but it's still we only got like five no, no, no no, 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 whatever. You know, you you
2: you're the caller. You
7: you uh, go yeah. Ahead. No, it. What I wanted to talk about was I was looking up some uh some race massacres. I was looking up all the race massacres, and um I knew this already, and y'all y'all have said this from the start that it was the Republicans during slavery times that were you know, for freeing the slaves and stuff, and Abraham Lincoln and all that and stuff. And but, uh, I my question became, why do these Republicans nowadays not look like that anymore? They don't. These voting laws are retarded.
4: They are. Mm. Um, what was I about to say? Like, uh, like, like, um, what, like, like, what voting laws? Uh, voter ID. Uh-huh. Voter ID is, is Come retarded. On,
7: bro. Come on, bro. They Georgia was in the middle. No, no,
4: you come
7: on. No, 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 wait, wait,
0: wait,
7: wait, wait. Here we go. You said voter ID. Voter ID. My thing is this: they were in mm-hmm. the middle of the whole controversy. Georgia was in the middle of the whole controversy um, when the whole election fraud thing was really big. But what were they saying the whole time? What were they telling the press the whole time? They were telling the press that um the the, the election was the, the election was good the election was fair the election was secure that's what they were saying
4: and then who, right after they started making voting laws the secretary of state you mean rassenberg well then uh... <laughs> the people that trump was on the phone with
7: okay uh, so now my question is this my question was why did not republicans nowadays look like that yeah, have you heard have you heard of the lily white movement Sure, did mm-hmm. the Lily White movement, so y'all, yeah? So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, um,
2: uh, that was the, the, the Republican Party. after the Republican that came in after, uh, uh, um, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, uh what's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the guy that, that died in, in office, uh, he Personal. came in, no, Personal. no, uh, the, uh. The one that um, that brought the Klan in uh, to the uh, uh, march down Wood- uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson, Wilson yeah. yeah, the guy that the Republican that came in after him. That was Harding. Cool. Yeah, uh, I think it was. But anyway, go ahead uh, because oh, no, I, I, I I I know that there are a lot of people that believe that the Lily White movement was the thing that that stopped uh, black Americans from voting Republican because uh, of that, uh, that, uh, that because campaign. of the whole way so it went
7: down because of the whole way it went down. They threw, they threw black people under the bus because um, it, uh, the, I'm, they essentially threw us under the bus for uh, to get the white people vote. That was the only way to get the, the, the white people to vote for them back in that day was to throw the black people under the bus
4: so, well, we're, so, we're so my thing white is people. So you it's mean all white like, people or, 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 certain, or certain uh subsets of white no because not all white people are like that okay this is what okay. bo- this is what okay, bothers me you. guys i get you we're 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 pushed into a, into a group and that's the problem yeah. okay they are supposed to be a nation of individual sovereign they want, human beings. You're so not it supposed to be let me put it a bunch this. of groups fighting me, at each other, being, being at each other's throats. This is what let let gets you, guys. Let me put it you, like
7: guys. this. They wanted the Democrat white people vote back in that day. Can I, can I, is, that, is that is that okay to say?
2: Yeah, but uh, w- w- what about Wilson? What did he do? He's the one that actually did things. He didn't just talk about uh, a, a situation. What he did was he stopped the army and and, uh, and desegregated and segregated the army. He also stopped government employees from being uh, black men were hired by the federal government and uh, in the civil servant uh, portion of uh, of the Congress. This guy did a lot of damage that was not just uh, about campaign slogan. And uh, so you know, but you well, know, you we about- don't have to play tit for tat. You know, you the about? thing about it is that that what we've got. We to make it uh, quick, guys. Yeah, uh, we've got we to. We got to understand that uh, that words uh, are not as as uh, as as hard on us as deeds are, and that's what uh, Wilson did. Listen, thanks a lot for Oof. your call. Yeah. Uh, Call back again. I love these yeah, conversations. And, and stop Please. me before I go on to one of my rants, okay? <laughs>
4: stop me before <laughs> I rant again. Have a good Father's Day. Uh, we got to get Gary on. It's Gary, uh, get Gary on for
2: Tucson. Good. Oh, uh, we're going to go to the. Oh, hold, on.
4: hold on, Gary. We'll be right with you.
0: Taking time to remember Dad on Father's Day. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. There is not a day that goes by that I don't give thanks for the man I call Dad. Dad was the first person to tell me that I should not allow anyone else to dictate or negatively impact my path in life. He instructed me about the importance of honesty. To look a man square in the eye when you converse with him. Dad taught me about the importance of setting goals and reaching them. Dad was a strict stickler for detail, meaning he always set out to complete whatever task there was with the highest degree of workmanship. On a more personal level, Dad was a strict disciplinarian, but yet, at the same time, he was a warm, generous, and kind Dad who used the perfect balance between strict discipline based upon high expectations and love and encouragement, which persuaded me to be the best person I can be in all aspects of life. Dad's enthusiastic love for God, the USA, and family were genuine and unwavering. It was called great by many people from all walks of life. But I am most honored to call him my dad. Happy Father's Day, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com.
7: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
0: Sponsored by the Tri County Liberty Coalition.
4: And yeah, thanks great, so, great, so much. Great uh, thoughts on Father's Day, Phil. Great yeah, thoughts on great, Father's Day. Yep, right on point as usual. And, and uh, everybody, I just want to, I just want to uh, get everybody to to make sure that they tune in to uh, listen to the Edwards Notebook every day. Uh, you know, we can we can all learn a lot from Ron. Uh, Ron is a great. Great patriot, great, great husband, loving and loving husband, and uh, and and a fantastic father in his own right, and a great mind, and, and a great sir. American. <laughs> yes,
2: sir. And uh, we are going to go to our
4: correspondent <laughs> in Arizona, Gary from Tucson, Arizona. Good morning, Gary. Gary, happy Father's Day. How's that recount going out there? That audit. Hey. Hey, thanks.
3: Uh, yeah, they're, they're on it, and we won't know anything for a few more weeks, but uh, they're, they're on it uh, dutifully. Hey, um, I want to talk about security and uh, the Democrat Party in the United States of America. They have no understanding of what security of our nation is. Look at the border. You know, they're letting tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of foreign nationals invade our country. Energy, the security of energy, they're shutting down uh, pipelines and they're doing the normal things they do to destroy our uh, security energy-wise. Gun control, they want to take our guns so we can't secure our own home. Our military is being turned into a joke, a freak show, something from Monty Python. Can you imagine a cross-dressing general? That's a, um, <laughs> what do they call that, uh, uh, unbecoming yeah, uh, of an officer. Graham was that, that role. <laughs> yeah. Right, and our, our, our heritage is not secure because look what yeah. they're doing with this Juneteenth. That is not the day the Africans were freed in America. That, that's a lie. And to, the last one is this list <laughs> that the <laughs> president <laughs> gave to Putin of targets not to hit in America. What yeah. kind of freaking nonsense is that? You don't give yeah. your enemy a list of your vulnerable assets and tell them not to attack it.
4: Well, you know, you know, Gary, that reminded me of that uh, that speech that Roosevelt made in 1940 or something, uh, giving Hitler a list of countries that he would pledge not to attack. <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah, but if you ever right. get a chance, uh, look that up and uh, you'll see the, uh, the sarcastic and ridiculing tone of uh, of uh, Hitler to the Reichstag as he's reading all these the names of all these countries that are nowhere near German territory. And you know, attempting to humiliate FDR—that's what it reminded me of.
3: Well, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, and he, uh, this, it's back to security, everything security, and without it, you've got nothing. And uh, you great. guys, uh, hey, hey, Phil, I wanted to tell you, I've, I've joined your brigade, your brigade of uh, grandparents uh, helping their children learn their grandchildren. Yes. That is. Oh well, great. A,
4: good, okay. good for you.
2: Yes. Yes.
4: Good for you, Gary.
2: Another good work out
4: of and, a Good, and good for your grandson too. Yes. And, and good for the grandson. It's nothing like right. grandchildren, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh well no, no, it's like different, it. that's for sure. We we may have to we may have to try to get them early. You know, yeah. If you, if yeah. You oh yeah. Before, oh yeah. Before they get contaminated by the government school system. Yes,
2: beyond a doubt that we have to get to them before the government gets to them. Yeah.
3: Well, actually, we hey, so, got to keep them away from the government. Don't let the government ever have them at this
4: stage. That's right. Well, we look at look at what look at what Hitler Hitler uh, said he wanted to raise a nation without a conscience, and he came very very close to accomplishing that feat. Yeah. Well, scary.
3: Well, if you talk to some of the young people, they don't have a conscience, especially when it comes no, to abortion.
4: Don't. No, they don't.
3: All right. Well, hey, you guys have a good time now. Bye now. Okay.
2: Uh, thanks a lot for your call, Gary. And and and, and, and to prove that we are uh, very close to the, raising a nation without con uh, conscience, whatever you can have, people that think nothing of just flushing our our generations down the toilet, like right. they have been doing down mm-hmm. the drain. This is this is a nation without Congress, um, without conscience. There's no way that nobody can tell me. That uh, that we should be wasting all of these souls that we are wasting, and uh, nobody really cares. They only care about my right and my. Yeah. my it's my it's my right as a woman that uh, that I can do what I please
4: with my body. Yeah. It just ain't no. happening. Well, you know, well you know, Phil. Uh, it's live for the moment. Okay, don't don't consider uh you know don't consider what what comes next. Okay, down down the road, uh, year, two, three, four, five years now, and and that's and that's the thing about we we're talking about China earlier. Their yeah. view, they take the long view, the extremely long view. That's what this uh, this uh, one Belt One Road uh, initiative of theirs is all about. They yeah. want to be the number one military, uh, economic, and financial superpower on the face of the earth. By the time the 100th anniversary of the communist revolution rolls around, so that is a frightening thought in itself, guys. Yes, it is. And and, and, and that's a good thing to remember when you uh, decide who to vote for in, in in another year and a half. Exactly, who will stand right. these people? Okay, well, guys,
2: the abolitionist roundtable. <laughs> yes, it did, and uh, the, the cop catches the up with us every, every week. So correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan. Four eight one three five.